And we're back here on the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Appreciate everybody for being here. Want to give a special shout out once again to Miss Erin Summers uh, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, as you know, she covers the New Orleans Saints on NewOrleansSaints.com. You can check her on the pregame show before games and the postgame show alongside a friend of the show, Mr. John DeShazer. Uh, great to hear from her, you know, and everything that's going on with the team, giving us some of the inside scoop. And thank you all for being here as well. Uh, shouts out to everybody in the chat right now. Uh, and also shouts out to everybody that has uh, been hitting me up, emailing me, uh, asking me about the weather. Uh, as of right now, everything is fine. Uh, the wind is blowing pretty hard. Got a little rain that comes periodically as I'm looking out the window right now. But me and my family are safer. <laughs> my wife is in there sleep. My son is in there sleep. The only one that ain't sleep is me because I'm up here doing this, man. So, But thank you all so much uh, for for your concern. Uh, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Andy Dalton, uh, as you already know. Um, well, some of you may know, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, is Andy Dalton. Uh, is going to get to start this weekend uh, versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they said that Jameis Winston is doubtful for the game. They also said wide receiver Michael Thomas is doubtful for the game. So I didn't expect either one of those guys to play, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I heard later on in a week that it was more than, you know, more than likely that Jameis Winston was going to sit out, uh, according to a source of mine. Uh, I didn't really say anything about it because, I mean, I felt like it was their story to break. I just kind of just put it out there. Uh, but, of course, uh, we see that Jameis Winston has been dealing with that back injury, that ankle injury, and the Saints have decided to kind of go in a different direction. And I think it's extremely smart, uh, especially after uh, some of the things that we've seen uh, throughout the National Football League and the practices uh, of teams like the, the Miami Dolphins, right? The Miami Dolphins yesterday – uh, allowed to a Tonga Valoa uh, to hit the field um, after Sunday's game uh, where it looks like he was obviously concussed. Uh, they said he passed protocol. They put him out there and uh, it was a very, very scary sight to see a man hit his head on, on a pavement like that on the grass that way. And his, and his fingers curled up that way. So sometimes you got to protect these players from themselves. And, and Jameis Winston is a competitor. He's a fighter, but he's also a guy who, is dealing with an injury that a lot of players in the National Football League know about and every team is trying to pinpoint uh, on. You know, in the fact that he's been dealing with this injury, people know that he has these fractured vertebrae. He, they know that, uh, you know, that he's a, he's a sitting duck right now and you don't want to see this guy, you know, I mean, deal with paralysis or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You're basically playing Russian roulette with your health. So sometimes you got to protect these guys from themselves. I think it's a smart decision by Dennis Allen and the coaching staff to protect Jameis Winston from himself. I can res I can respect the, the hard work. I can respect the dedication. I can respect the warrior mentality. But sometimes you have to be smart and, and you got to make sure that these players are, are done right by. So, uh, you know, Dandy Dalton. I mean, he is the guy. He's the next guy up. And um, looking forward to seeing what he can do. I mean, because – the way Andy Dalton plays this Sunday versus the Minnesota Vikings is going to tell us a lot of things. It's going to tell us a lot of things about the quarterback position, uh, the offensive line, as well as the overall coaching and play call um, is really going to help us understand is where the issue is really going to lie. It, it, are there improvements? Can this be improved? And uh, who needs to uh, maybe take a step back and 
maybe take a look in a mirror in order to change some of these things. So um, there's going to be some positive things. So hopefully in the midst of that, uh, the Saints can get a, a victory in the process as well. Uh, Seth Jones says, ready for the game. Yeah, I am too. You know, I mean, regardless of where you stand as far as this team, uh, you have to admit uh, this probably over the last couple, I say over the last couple of years, that's, that's pretty fair. Over the last couple of years, it's probably been one of the most exciting times to be a Saints fan because there has been levels of uncertainty at positions and and, and coaching uh, positions that we're not growing accustomed to seeing. So sometimes it can be a little bit nerve wracking, right? But on the other hand, it, it can be really exciting, especially like when you're uh, in my line of work, you know, being a podcaster, being a writer, uh, and also just uh, following the team. It can be pretty exciting. Uh, hopefully some wins can be added to this excitement. Uh, so we can feel a little bit more content about our team, but we'll see. Uh, and before I get started, when I uh, before I open up the chat and uh, you know read some of your comments, uh, I do want to acknowledge something. Um, I want to give a special shout out to my niece, Lauren. I want to give a shout out to my niece, Lauren. Uh, on today, uh, she was elected. She was elected uh, class queen, man. <laughs> so she's a uh, queen of her school, man. She uh, she won today. And uh, I know that she's going to be watching this later on. So I want to let you know that Uncle Timmy is extremely proud of you. And I'm happy for everything that that has happened. And um, I'm glad that uh, you, you won and you are the queen. I, I remember when I was uh, down there a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to her. She had to give a speech and she was talking about how nervous she was. But. I knew she was going to knock it out the park and she has like such an incredible uh, personality to be as young as she is. But um, I'm extremely proud of her as well as her, her older brother, Kalen, uh, who was elected uh, Mr. P.E. Uh, at his school. So uh, my sister going to have uh, a lot of money problems, you know, say for these whole coming festivities. <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm so proud of both of them, man. They're, they're incredible. Uh, I was, you know, just spending time with them. And uh, just watching them grow into, you know, beautiful people uh, is amazing. So congratulations to both of them. And uh, I know that uh, they're going to knock them dead during those homecoming festivities. So I want to acknowledge that before we go forward. Uh, but let's uh, go ahead and read some of the comments here. Uh, great interview with Aaron Summers. Yeah, bro, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. This was Aaron first uh, first time being on the show. And uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate uh, her coming on. I mean, she works extremely hard, y'all. I mean, covering the New Orleans Saints and then covering the Pelicans as well, uh, giving us wall to wall coverage when it comes to that. So uh, I appreciate I appreciate her time. Uh, TJ, uh, do you know any players on the team yet? Um, do I know? What do you mean by as far as like interacting with them and stuff like that? No, nah, not really. Um, no, nah, not really. I mean, honestly, I probably develop more uh, relationships with with former players than I have with current players. And most of the time, that's because, you know, a lot of the things that they do, they have to get like certain permission from the organization. And, you know, you got to get in touch with their agencies and stuff like that. And and a lot of those guys, you know, they're so dialed in the football. Uh, they, they don't really have time for interviews besides like the ones that, you know, they're, they're, they're obligated to do like you know, ESPN, uh, you know, some of these, uh, you know, guys like Rich Eisen. I mean, these guys, you know, they're part of the media uh, where they can actually call in to the organization and basically pick who they want to talk to on that particular time. So 
I don't know anybody in particular. I've had conversations with a few guys, of course, uh, that have been on the team, uh, you know, in, in the past. Uh, Mario Edwards, uh, I knew him since he was in high school. Um, you know, I've had opportunity to talk to Key Washington, who, you know, I, I kind of, you know, go back and forth with on social media. Uh, Zach Streif, uh, you know, Jari Evans, you know, I've, I've talked to him on several occasions. So, you know, it's just a couple of guys, you know, that I, that I know. You know, and I won't say I know them personally, like, you know, we're about to go out for a drink or, or, or go out to eat or nothing. But they've always been very candid and very kind to me, you know, since I've been doing the show. But probably the person that I probably have the, the best relationship with um, as far as, you know, interacting and talking is probably Brian McFadden, you know, because, you know, just talking to him. And I mean, I just think that he's a you know a really good person. So, man, shouts out to him. But, uh, Yeah. But not not so many of the the players that are on the team right now. Uh, let's see. You want to fall? Uh, give Trequan a call. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. We got we maybe got a um, we maybe got to get Trequan a little uh slack here, man. I mean, yeah, he, he went over hundred yards and he made some plays, man. He made some plays when we needed him. I mean, I'm a little concerned, uh, especially him hitting his head on the ground after. Look, I'm concerned about all like concussion guys at this particular point. I mean, after what we've seen, what happened to Tua, um, it, it's one thing like you know knowing about concussions, but it's another thing. Um, it, it's another thing uh, to you know actually see it in real time. Uh, TJ, your cam off? Uh, I don't think so. Is my camera off? I think y'all can see me, right? Am I? Everybody can see me, right? Y'all can hear me. Y'all can see me just fine. You know, I apologize. Uh, like I said, it's a little crazy out here right now uh, when it comes to the weather. Uh, can y'all hear me and can y'all see me? Um, and if you can, I apologize for that. Like I said, the weather is pretty bad out here in, in South Carolina. Uh, let's see. I am looking forward to seeing how the offense will look with Dalton on the center. Winston needs to get healthy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going to answer a lot of the questions that we have about this offense. TJ sing that Ray Charles too, and you sing last night. <laughs> nah, I can't remember what I said. What I say? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, nah, I ain't gonna say that, man. I, I ain't gonna be that petty no more. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> TJ, have you heard any uh new news about Latavius Murray? Last I heard, we signed him to the practice squad, right? Yeah, um, he's still on the team, big time. He's still on the team. Um, he did take the trip to London. Everybody that was a part of the team uh, that wasn't on IR made the trip. That's according to head coach Dennis Allen. So he's out there. Will he play? I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see once uh, Sunday hits and we, we get that report. I seen PJ at the barbecue place getting his jersey back. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Do you uh, think Dak is uh, rushing back because Cooper rushed on the street? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do, Ray Ray. I mean, look, I understand we look at these press conferences and we see these guys. Well, what do you think about your teammate, man? You know, well, he's he's working really hard. Um, you know, he he's he's dedicating himself to, you know, and anytime I need him uh, to any advice to help me he's right there and i just think that he's ultimate teammate blah 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 in reality it's a competition right look i don't think these guys are praying for a dude downfall i don't think that they're praying that a guy gets hurt but 
at the back of the mind of the guy who who is getting hurt, he's like, I got to rush back. He sees the guy in practice. He sees the guy the way he shows up to work. He sees the guy's overall like uh, development when it comes to like knowing the playbook. You see these things, and the guy is on a, a two game winning streak right now. And we all know. I mean, this could be one of those situations where it's like life coming full circle because if you forgot and you probably just don't follow Dallas uh, Cowboy football, remember Tony Romo was originally supposed to be the starting quarterback of the team, but Dak Prescott came in in preseason and lit it up. And then you had Tony Romo dealing with the back injury and he was supposed to sit out a couple weeks and Dak Prescott went there and lit it up and became offensive rookie of the year. And the next thing you know, you see, Tony Romo being one of the best color commentators in a, in sports right now, right? So this could be one of those situations where life is coming full circle. Maybe he's seeing this when it comes to Cooper Rush. And not to mention, when you look at a guy like Dak Prescott, he hasn't been lighting it up. Um, you know, four quarter heroics is not going to get it done. And, and also, your, your, your positioning in the postseason, losing at home in the playoffs, all that stuff right there is a recipe to lose your job. So, yes, it's definitely the reason why he's trying to hurry back because he might be looking at a little bit of deja vu. You know what I'm saying? But basically, the roles are reversed. He's to Tony Romo uh, to Cooper Rush's Dak Prescott. So, yeah, I do think that's the reason why he's rushing back. TJ, are we going to be 2-2 two and two after this week? And I hope uh, we write uh, the ship because uh, we went through the division gauntlet these first three games. Yeah, Dale, look, I, I believe that the Saints have a, a possibility of being two and two if they don't turn the ball over and they don't just make these crucial mas- uh, mistakes to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, if they do that, then we're going to be looking at one and three. Um, if, if they do everything that we know they can do uh, as far as like protecting the ball and, and sustaining drives, I think they should win this football game. Uh, I'm mad it took this to happen for j Bull to sit down. Um, yeah. Uh, but the thing about it is, I can say it now. He wasn't going to play this week anyway. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, he wasn't going to play this week anyway. Like, the story came out today, but he wasn't going to play. Like, he was not going to play at all. So, it, it's not so much about the the whole tour talk about Lord thing. It kind of adds on to a narrative that, that we had about Jameis sitting down. But... The concerns about his back and his ankle and all the other ailments that he's dealing with right now, you know, like you got to take a step back and be like, man, is he doing what's best for the team? And he and at that particular state that he's in, he was not. So he wasn't going to play anyway. I mean, that, that was what was told to me, you know. So and it looks like, you know, what was said was pretty accurate. Uh, TJ, I had forgot uh, was that Andy took a large a uh, majority of the snaps in all um the all season while Jameis was rehabbing I was a little worried with chemistry with receivers at one say prayers for storm I appreciate that heart look there's all there's going to be some growing pains regardless um understand that he did get the snaps when Jameis was dealing with uh some of the things that he was dealing with but uh as Aaron Summers uh mentioned I mean uh, Andy Dalton was here early in the all season you know trying to get his head into to the playbook um, understanding the offensive concepts and all that kind of stuff. I mean, 15 years of offensive innovation is in that book. So imagine how thick the playbook looks. So the fact that he tried to come in and get ahead of the curve, 
look, Andy Dalton has something to prove too. You know, I'm pretty sure he looks at a guy like, you know, looks at a guy like Matthew Stafford. You know, you, you look at a guy who's been a mainstay on a team for years, go to the playoffs, you lose. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, they ain't going to never win nothing. And, you know, and now you go to the Rams and he wins the Super Bowl. I think that Andy Dalton sees a little bit of uh, of Matthew Stafford in himself. Like he has an opportunity uh, to play with a team that has a really good defense, offensive players that can get the job done. And, and he uh, can be a catalyst for the time being, you know, for the team's success. And maybe, you know, if, if push comes to shove and he, he, he springs off a few games, could be the, the starter going forward. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, that's going to happen, but there's a there's an opportunity that that can happen. So I think that, you know, when you start to get into your 30s, he's 34 years old right now. You start looking at your football immortality and you're going to start uh, asking, you know, what is the history of football going to be saying about me? And I know people, you know, look at Andy Dalton and, you know, he was a backup for the Cowboys, he back up for the Bears and all that kind of stuff. But Andy Dalton probably feels deep down inside like he he has something to prove and he can change the narrative, you know, I, but I, I don't think the narrative is as as cruel to him as it is to Jameis Winston. Like if if Andy Dalton was to retire tomorrow, people will say, you know, he was a solid quarterback. You know, it, it's a little bit different. But adding, you know, postseason success when you didn't have any uh, and also maybe possibly adding you know, opportunity to go to the Super Bowl on your resume. Uh, your career looks a little bit more brighter than it did, you know, before uh, you came to the New Orleans Saints. T. Smitty says, I'm surprised no one in the mainstream media questioned why the Saints continue to play uh, Jameis with a broken back, even uh, Herbert uh, with his bad ribs. Uh, T. Smitty, uh, I'll answer that question for you. It, it's, it's plain and simple. Uh, it's because the NFL don't give a damn about these football players. They don't care about these guys. What they care about is their star power while they're there, you know, but they don't care about the ailments uh, that they deal with. They don't care about the things that they have to do in order for them to get on the field. You're not going to tell me um, that um, watch you were able to pull up some footage about Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore fighting, um, you know, in a game. Uh, you're, you're not going to tell me, uh, that you know, you can catch uh, Mike Tomlin running down the sidelines. You know, almost look like he about to trip uh, Jacoby Jones back in the day. You're not going to tell me that you have those eyes in the sky for all those type of egregious offenses. But you're not going to tell me that you don't have an eye in the sky that can tell you uh, that you've seen a quarterback stumble to the ground, punch drunk like, uh, and his two offensive line holding him up in order for him not to fall down, and allowing that same quarterback. Uh, to play four days later in a game that he, that made the concussion that he had Sunday even worse, right? It's about the star power. I say it and I say it again. The NFL cares about their bottom line. Last week, we saw two quarterbacks, Jacoby Brissett and Mitchell Drabisky, two quarterbacks that nobody really wants to see, two backup quarterbacks you know, in the eyes of the NFL public go toe-to-toe on Thursday night on a platform that the NFL is trying to push as the next thing in streaming, Amazon, right? Nobody was checking for no Jacoby Brissett, and ain't nobody was checking for no Mr. Jabisky. And the ratings, 
went to the toilet. So you're not going to tell me that that didn't play a huge role in influencing the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals to play each other, hyping up that SEC West classic matchup, Alabama versus LSU game with Tua due for 400 and, and, and Joe threw for like three and, and some change. And, you know, like you're not going to tell me that they looked at that as being more appealing. These players are expendable. It's just as simple as that. They're expendable. The NFL knows that. And the wheels are going to keep on turning. But while they're there, while they're there, they want to make sure that they want to take advantage of those players' star power. And it doesn't matter about an ACL or MCL or LCL, doesn't care about a shoulder, doesn't care about a concussion, and it doesn't care about a back. The only thing that they care about is parading these guys out there for your viewing pleasure in order for you to keep eyes on the product and all the shareholders happy and all of the sponsors happy as well. They don't give a damn about these players. And that's just the reality of football. And that's the reason why Tua was out there. That's the reason why, in my opinion, they, they allowed Jameis to be out there as long as he was. And uh, I think that's where we're going to continue to have practices like this. The only difference is we actually seen what can possibly happen by not protecting players from themselves in real time with Tua. But what happens behind the scenes when these guys, you know, aren't falling to the turf, but I'm pretty sure their wives have to stay up at night rubbing their back or, you know, or, or trying to put like cold towels on them or, or some type of patches or something like that. The things that we don't see behind the scenes, guys coughing up blood. We don't see those things, right? But we, we had the un... Well, we, we had... Man, we had the the man just the un the, the just the terrible luxury. I say, I just say the terrible luxury of watching a guy basically uh, get knocked out cold and allowing you know what I'm saying like his his, his lig- ligaments just to you know what I'm saying kind of curl up like that. That's that's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm sorry, but Alabama losing to Arkansas this week, and yes, I'm from Arkansas. Well, Arkansas uh, played pretty good against Texas A&M. Texas A&M had a, a lucky rabbit's foot uh, on the sidelines for them to get out there with that victory. Uh, TJ, Mike McDaniel really said that if Tua can't go, Teddy will start week five. Key word being if. Uh, that tells us all we need to know about the league. Man, look, they knew this dude was hurt. And I, and honestly, at this particular point, I don't trust a doggone thing coming out of Miami. Uh, uh, but I know some people got mad at this dude. I know some people like – you know, smack their lips when, you know, when he came out. But Brian Flores, how how much of a profit does that guy look right now about some of the practices of the Miami Dolphins? And we just kind of scoffed at it and got mad and told my man, he's just mad because, you know, he didn't pan out as a coach. This man has been talking about unfair, unjust practices of the Miami Dolphins all offseason long. And people just kind of rolled their eyes and kept it moving. But as you can see, the dude, there's some validity behind what he's saying. So that's that's the way I look at it. But they don't care about these players. There always has to be one of those people in the chat. Uh, Let's see. I already read that. Uh, King Shush, you a Falcon fan. I feel uh, bad for you. (laughs) The Tua Burrow rating dynamic you pointed out was spot on, TJ bottom line business i mean that's what it all comes down to 
You know, these people don't mind going on TV, saying all type of things, as long as the shareholders are happy and as long as the sponsors continue to send those checks. And uh, man, all these players are afterthoughts. Because how many players have we seen, you know, leave the NFL and get replaced by guys that are just as good as they were? So the wheel's going to keep on turning, regardless. Can someone tell me why a Ravens fan is trolling in a Saints chat when they're not our opponent this week or even in our division? Make it make sense. Uh, who is uh, trolling? Uh, I don't know who trolling in there. Way better than the Saints. King Bailey. I'm not sure who that is. But, hey, man, look, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, he a Ravens fan. You know, as long as he, you know, staying respectful, I ain't got no problem with that. I mean, the Saints play the Ravens in a couple of weeks. So if you want to keep all that, uh, I, I would hate for you to use up all your material uh, a few weeks prematurely, you know, maybe come back during Raven week <laughs> and maybe we can have a conversation. But we, I appreciate you for being here, man. Uh, y'all better enjoy sitting at home this year. All right. I mean, you're going to use up all your ammunition. You're going to have to copy and paste. <laughs> you got to copy and paste, man. So like say some of your say some of your bullets, you know what I'm saying, for 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 Raven week. TJ, are you glad we're sitting Jameis? I'm not glad we're sitting Jameis. Um, I, I just understand why they're sitting Jameis. You know, I understand why they're doing it. You know, I feel bad for Jameis because, you know, this could be a possible, like there could be a strong possibility. I, I want people to understand this. You know, uh, you know, Jameis Winston uh, supporters, I'm one of them. There's a strong chance if Andy Dalton, uh, you know, gets some wins, he may not get his job back. Uh, I mean, that's like, I know we don't want to talk about that, but if Andy Dalton goes out here, let's just say they win this week, they win next week and they win a week after that, you, you resting up Jameis for three weeks, like, or the offense looks really good in a win. Like, let's just say, for example, if the Saints put up close to 30 points for the, we are saying for the first time this season, they put up 30 points and Andy Dalton has completed about 65, 70% of his passes. And they win. And then they let's just say they sit out Jameis and they win again. It's gonna be hard for the Saints to go back to Jameis Winston. It's gonna be hard for him because I mean I want people to understand this and be prepared. You know, there's a strong possibility if Andy Dalton like starts to light it up a little bit, Jameis may not get his job back as a starter. You see what uh what I said, uh, TJ, I correct uh what I was uh wrong about. Uh, I, no, I didn't. I didn't see it, Josh. I didn't see what you corrected, man. So, uh, if you can uh, copy what you said and paste it down low, then I'll, I'll read it. I'll make sure I read it this time. I hope you're right. That's all you know, huh? Uh, why not heal? Uh, he knows the offense can run since the line can't block and he plays good against the Vikings. Chris, look, I just think that, look. I got a lot of respect for uh for Taysom Hill. To me, this season, he's been a spark on offense. Like he's probably been one of the brightest spots on offense from the Falcon game. Uh, you know, like the 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 point where he was actually in the game making making some plays. Um, but look, I, I just think that this whole experiment, you know, as, as Taysom Hill as as a quarterback, uh, I just think that it needs to come to an end. You know, I, I get why they're doing it right now because it makes sense. And also, it saves a roster spot, right? Maybe you can bring somebody in to add depth to another position by sliding him over because you can still kind of play him 
um, even though I don't think they're going to play. I, I don't think they're going to play him as much this week because he is the number two quarterback going into the game. The Saints don't have not signed another quarterback to be active for this game. So I don't expect for him to play like such a huge role. But I, I really just feel like Taysom Hill is a bigger weapon not playing a quarterback position than he is playing a quarterback position. And, uh, you know, also you have to look at the fact that, I mean, the injuries that he's been sustaining at the quarterback position when he was playing. So, I, I look, it's not the fact that I don't like Taysom Hill. I just don't think that's the direction that you need to go in. I just think that he can, he serves better as being that Swiss Army knife, being able to line him up in different, uh, you know, different formations, playing H-back, playing tight end, you know, playing quarterback. There's so many ways that you can use him. Just making him just the, the dominant quarterback, I just feel like that wouldn't be the right idea. And also, I just think that, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if he can hold up for an entire season, uh, you know what I'm saying, an entire uh, 18, you know what I'm saying, a 17-game season in 18 weeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't see that. So I think that he needs to stay in a position where he is right now because, I mean, you can play that, but I, I don't know if that's sustainable success, playing that position, playing the way uh, Taysom does because he, he – he can't stop being who he is. And for that, I, I feel like, you know, he will never be able to hold up an entire season. Uh, if Andy is playing good ball, would you put Winston back in TJ? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put him back in. Uh, it, 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 it's a, a tough world that we live in, but at the end of the day, the NFL is a production business. It's about production, you know, and, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I want to see uh, Jameis succeed, as much as I want him to be, you know what I'm saying, to continue to have success in the National Football League, the reality is if Andy Dalton goes out there and his offense looks better and he's winning games on top of that, like how can you justify going back to Jameis? You can't. And uh, it's unfortunate for him. It's unfortunate for Jameis, but you got to have trust and hope that, you know, you'll be able to get – uh, your job back once you heal up but no I, I don't because I don't think that Jameis has enough skins on the wall for the coaching staff to look at his success under center and be like okay we're gonna go back to him so no I don't uh, when the backup comes in and plays well these teams tell the starters hey man you sure you're healthy enough take all the time you need baby <laughs> look don't don't put it past like some of these guys you know to Maybe have conversations with the coach. You know, I mean, sometimes even the coach talk to some of the veterans on the team, ask them what they think about guys. So, look, I think that this offense and this team has a lot of, they got a lot of faith in, in Andy Dalton to be able to, you know, sustain success. Uh, so we'll see. Y'all must be bored on the Saints podcast just to troll. Well, I appreciate them for being here. Uh, while they're here, I just hope that they hit the like button. And if you're one of the 172 people watching this right now, I ask that you hit the like button also. I would appreciate that. Uh, I got that uh, game marked. I said last night that the Saints would beat the Vikings 175 to 14, but as you said, I was wrong. I didn't factor in the quarterback situation. So now my <laughs> revised uh, prediction is 174 uh, to 14. 
so you go you go take one point off uh because of uh Andy Dalton. So I don't know about that. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. I, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe we play Madden for 15 minutes on rookie. Maybe that can happen. Anybody uh that thinks we want Andy Dalton purely for a franchise quarterback is dead wrong. Sure, uh, he's no Drew Brees, but he's proven enough to win uh, actual games, especially with the roster he has now. Well, look, nobody expects for him to be a franchise quarterback. And look, you don't need to be the franchise quarterback. What you need to do is just be steady Eddie, make sure that you limit the mistakes and go out there and execute the offense. So at this particular point, man, like honestly, all this talk about the future starting quarterback and the franchise quarterback, all that stuff right now is irrelevant. Like that that's offseason talk. That's what you talk about when no games are being played and you just basically just put that out there for a show topic or maybe some barbershop talk. But we're talking about every game mattering right now. So as long as we got a quarterback out there that can run the offense, that can play, look, we'll deal with that situation in the offseason. You know, that that's up to, to Mickey Loomis and Kai Harley and Jeff Ireland and Dennis Allen and them. But right now, the Saints need to win some football games. And regardless if it's Winston or if it's Dalton, like they need to win. All the all that conversation about is he, is he the guy, is he not the guy, look, what we need is a guy to go out there and execute and run the offense the way it needs to be run in order for the Saints to win. I don't care if it's 15-14. I don't care if it's 9-10. to 10, I don't care if it's 42-7. to uh, seven. As long as the New Orleans Saints are winning football games, I can care less. All this, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? You know, all that stuff can be saved to the end of the season. That's the, that's the way I feel about it. In the words of uh, the late Al Davis, just win, baby. That's all I care about. Just, just win the game. That that's all that's my biggest that that's my biggest point. Just win the game. He's out because he's hurt, not the same as a benching. No, it, it's not the same as a benching, but uh Ken Arthur also, I mean, look, as much as, as we love Jameis, it, it's not like he was playing at a level where it just seemed like it's gonna be hard to replicate. Like this offense was stagnant. There was some decision-making issues. There was some offensive line issues. There was a lot of things like that were going on. And if and like it is it is basically low-hanging fruit right now, you know what I'm saying? Like for, for Andy Dalton to grab. It's not like uh Jameis Winston was just lighting it up and he had like 10 touchdowns, one interception before he got hurt. So, you know, in that in that case, look, hey, I don't you winning, but hey man, this man was lighting it up before he left. He wasn't really lighting it up for before he left. You had 38 points in the fourth quarter, 14 across three quarters of three games. That that's not something that you could be like, man, we need to go back to that. So I'm telling you, the way that the Saints were set up offensively over these last three games, if Andy Dalton goes out there and he performs and the offense improves, if you're starting to see like upticks on third down conversions. If you see the New Orleans Saints like sustaining drives, uh, hell, winning games, it's going to be hard for them to go back to Jameis Winston because it will not be justifiable. I- I'm just, I'm just telling you, for, I'm just telling you what it is, you know. 
Uh, let's see, Kamara stat line in London, 20 carries, 878 yards, and nine touchdowns. Uh, that's not going to happen. We, we know that that ain't going to happen. <laughs> we know that ain't going to happen. Uh, James Hurst, uh, his stock trying uh, to play hurt. Uh, what did I say? James Hurst? I guess you mean James Hurst, right? Uh, the left tackle, I assume. Uh, his stock uh, trying to play hurt. He should have never played in that second and third game and just uh, now uh, be coming back for the London game. Um, I don't know if we talking about – I don't know exactly what we're talking about with that. You're talking about the left tackle? I think he's been all right, you know. I, I, look, James Hurts is who he, he who he is. You know, he, he's a guy who has been across the board as offensive lineman. I don't expect for him to be like a long-time starter, but he's not going to be a long-time starter. This is Trevor Penning's spot, right? But Trevor Penning is hurt, and he's doing what he can. Uh, Josh, thank you for the two dollars, by the way. TJ, will Landry be playing this week? I know Thomas and him left the game. Yeah, Jarvis Landry gonna play in the game. Uh, Michael Thomas is not. Uh, May play just as good as Williams. I don't know about that, man. Uh, Marcus May is really good at run support, he's a really sound tackler. Um, and he makes some plays, man. I mean, look, I just think that it's too early for us to be around here being too critical about the safety position. These are two guys that are playing in the secondary that were not here last year, and you have to account, uh, take into account that they're trying to develop a level of chemistry with that. And we always see this with the same secondary. You know, it takes them some time in order for them to start to, to click in jail. So let's let's not be so quick to, like, just write off the safeties just yet. These guys have to get some reps. Uh, y'all got Marcus May, uh, Williams from us, so you our son. Well, look. Marcus Williams playing out his mind right now. Marcus Williams playing out his mind right now. Uh, TJ uh, played the Dennis Allen walk for all the trolls in the chat. Uh, the Dennis Allen walk for all the trolls in the chat. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Is it still here? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, man, look. Hopefully he had that he had that type of walk going into the stadium, uh, you know, this Sunday, you know, because maybe we can get a win or something. I don't know. Uh, come on, get some offense, then holler at me. Uh, I'm ready for Penny, man. I want to see the rookie. Yeah, I want to see him too. I think that he he'll help out tremendously in in a running game. Uh, defense doing good. I agree. Uh, I'm expecting the offense to be serviceable with Andy. Nothing special, but we'll get it done with the defense we have. Jameis needs uh, Peyton to reel him in. He looks exactly like he did in Tampa. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he he needs uh, Peyton to reel him in, but I, I do think that sometimes he can be a little bit impatient, and it's hard to like kind of coach him out of that sometimes when you feel like you can make all the throws, and he can, you know, for the most part, you know. But I just think sometimes like. Man, it's taking too long, you know. Like, or you start looking at the, you start looking at the scoreboard, and you start realizing you're getting a bunch of three and outs, and you start to get impatient. So you're like, man, we need to go out here. Let me make, let me get this thing done. So, I feel it's a good thing uh, we see a weakness in the Vikings and have Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, with Michael Thomas uh, is out, along with Alvin Kamara being available. Look, I think that in a game like this, um, I think that this is a a a Callaway game. You know, I think this is a Callaway game. 
Uh, I think Callaway can go back to being uh, that solid receiver he was a couple of years ago when everybody was looking at Michael Thomas and they was even looking at Traquan Smith a little bit. Uh, Chris Olave, who is the uh, offensive rookie of the month, uh, has really been coming on the last couple of weeks, has 26 tar- uh, 26 catches. Well, 26 targets over the last uh, two weeks. And, uh, you know, he had that 147-yard gain last week. So people are going to start, like, zeroing in on him. Uh, he might see some double teams. Uh, you see Jarvis Landry going to be working the slot. So that that opens up an opportunity uh, for Callaway to make some plays. And I, I expect for Callaway to make some plays because here's the thing. Uh, for the majority of last season, you were the number one wide receiver. So you were, you were going up against the top cornerbacks of each respected team. So if you were doing that, I, I would assume like some of the things that you learned over the course of time, you should be able to go up against the third or the fourth best cornerback on the team. So to me, I'm, I'm not really looking at Alave, even though I, I think that he can have a good game with Andy. I, I'm more so looking at a guy like Callaway uh, to be able to make some plays and take advantage of his matchups. I mean, I know he has to be chomping at the bit uh, to play. The fact that, I mean, he only had like maybe one catch the entire uh, season, and that was that touchdown. So, you know, he has to be chomping at the bit to be out there and playing. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Thank you. Uh, you have to go back up in there and wipe your nose, okay? All right. <laughs> uh, that's Paxton came in the room. Close the door for me, okay? Thank you, buddy. All right, Daddy going to be finished in a minute, okay? All right. Yeah, there we go. The whole crew at home today. Uh, but I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, get up out of here. says, uh, one sneaky key to the game is the Saints number two corner, versus Thielen well um I don't know man since these uh the the hamstring injuries like since like some of the other things that have been going on uh Adam Thielen has really kind of taken a step back a little bit and not to say that he, he can't play the position but I just think that those hamstring injuries that he's had over the course of the years has kind of like affected his play but look Paulson Adebo is more than capable of of making you know what I'm saying? Making some plays. I mean, he's really uh, taking steps forward. I like the fact that the Saints kind of, uh, you know, kind of pulled them back a little bit last week, gave him some opportunities to get some reps, but then allow him to play the entire game. So I just think that, you know, with that, he should be a little bit ahead of the curve and a little bit more healthier going up against uh, a guy like Adam Thielen or some of the other wide receivers that the uh, Minnesota Vikings have. You know, I, I got I got trust in Paulson Adebo. King Bailey, name y'all best wide receiver because Lattimore locking that up. Uh, Pac-Man, uh, don't talk about old lines. Winston and Callaway got chemistry. Uh, should have used him more. Um, but it's going to be it'll be hard to use him when you got Landry, Olave, and uh, Thomas. I mean, I can understand why he ain't getting many looks. Andy has uh, superpowers in his new beard. Uh, mark my words. Uh, Debo on Thielen. Yeah, that that's not a I mean, that's not a bad matchup. If, I'm telling you, that dude is a lot better than a lot of people think that he is. Y'all have Lamar Jackson. He makes the old line look good. Best right now is Bateman, who's going uh guard Andrews. Um look, we talking about Mark Andrews, the tight end. I mean, yeah, he's one of the best tight ends in the game. 
Yeah, look, man, I, look, I like the, you know, I ain't got nothing against the Ravens. You know, I think that they're a good smash mouth team. I think that they put up a lot of points and I think they really talented, but I mean, I, I don't know. You know, you got a lot of teams out there that can, that can beat them. You know what I'm saying? That can beat them. And, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to go to the postseason, but you know, they're, they're not unstoppable. Uh, TJ is, I mean, and also, then they have like a big lead against the Miami Dolphins, and the Miami Dolphins came back and beat beat the uh <laughs> and beat the Baltimore Ravens. When y'all up like twenty eight to something, and they came back and won the game. TJ is Throckmorton back up for Pete, or is it another lineman? I saw he was out. Yeah, uh, Throckmorton is the backup. Uh, he's the backup, so hopefully I have a better of uh, showing now that he knows for a fact that he's going to start this week. Uh, start a five game win streak. Uh, on the way tj i hope so tj tulane versus houston on espn tonight you watching um i may i may check it out depends depends on if i got some power you know what i'm saying like the wind is supposed to pick up later on uh this evening so as long as my power stay on i might check uh might check some things out um let's see i know your app um your absence better uh but due to that diss track <laughs> Uh, let's see, TJ. If you're wondering, King Bailey uh, talking that hot stuff right now. That's why you may be confused on some of these kind. Well, I'm I'm looking at it. You know, better wide receivers and one two don't talk. You know, I mean, he can talk about everything that he want to, but I mean, Saints ain't playing the the Ravens right now. You know, Saints ain't, ain't playing the Ravens right now. And why I got a weird feeling that you know this is uh, Jules that's actually talking right now under king bailey jules is that you or is it somebody else that just came to the group you know because I, I have a feeling that is maybe jules disguised as king bailey i'm not sure <laughs> and if it's not jules then i apologize but a lot of this stuff you know is looking very familiar to me uh y'all have no wide receivers that's even better than Olave. like get out of here uh we good uh we don't lose games like the saints Man, what you talking about? Y'all y'all didn't win the division last year, just like the Saints did. You know, y'all uh, struggles in the postseason, just like, you know what I'm saying, the Saints have. And y'all have won more games over the last couple of years than any other team. So it's not like y'all winning just like the Saints have, but y'all haven't won anything. Y'all haven't won anything with Lamar Jackson. He's won MVP. Yeah, but y'all ain't win nothing. Y'all basically in the same boat. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all out there, y'all putting on offensive, like great offensive performances, but what is it translating to? Like, it's not translating to like overall success, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I mean, I ain't got no problem with the Ravens. Like, it's hard for me to like really just go back and forth with a Ravens fan. You know, they're not really, a, they're not a rival. They're they not a team that I just genuinely hate. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. Hey, TJ, are you sticking with your early season prediction? We lose to the Vikings. Just curious, big dog. Um, based on what I've seen from the offense, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm not changing it. <laughs> I'm not changing it. No. I, I, do I feel like the Saints have, can, can win this game? Yes. Do I feel like they're going to win this game? I'm going to say no. I'm gonna say no. I don't think they're gonna win this game. I mean, nothing from this offense has, has said to me like 
they'll be capable of winning a game, winning a game. So no, I'm not going to change it. So that, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I was going to wait for the prediction to bring that up, but I guess, you know, for the sake of possibility of my power being out, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, I think they're going to lose. Uh, TJ, what's up? And uh, let me see with that week to week fan segment for me and chosen uh, to call out fair weather fan <laughs> week to week fan segment. I mean, look, I have, I basically have week to week fan segments all the time. Like, you know, open up the phone lines and, and we talk, you know, like basically you can say whatever you basically, you can say whatever you want on here. You know, so I, I just try to, you know, if you feel like you need to call them out and call them out, uh, it's just so random TJ. Uh, that's the point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just case it come out of anywhere, but I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I have a, I have a feeling that that Jules man disguising himself because he's like the he's like the only person I know that really just go that hard for the Ravens like that. And I'm gonna be honest, like I seen on like uh, his Facebook, he was basically like trolling Saints fans. So uh, some of this stuff like kind of looks similar to you know similar to some of the things that that he would say. If if it's not him, I apologize, but uh, he he has been trolling Saints fans. Head, uh, head over to Who That Nation chat line podcast for the Madden uh, gameplay after this. Yeah, I'm about to wrap it up, man. I'm definitely about to wrap it up so y'all can go over there to the WDN chat line. Um, so is AK playing? Yeah, he playing. I expect Jefferson to go off on y'all defense. Mm, you can expect all day, but <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. He might make some. He might make some plays, but I don't know about going off. Defense plays lights out, and all uh, Dalton got to do is play decent. Saints win. Here comes that fake Rams fan, Eugene Rollins, I was telling y'all about last night. I don't know, man. I mean, was he? You talking about he was here on the show? Well, Eugene, were you here yesterday? Look, first off, I, I think that y'all looking at this. Uh, I think that y'all looking at this entirely this entire thing to, all wrong. Uh, when you have people that, that represent different teams and they come over here to the podcast, it just tells you how successful we have become uh, as, as a podcast, you know, like, like, so I don't have a problem with it. I remember, you know, I remember when I used to have, uh, you know, one or two people like watching this, you know what I'm saying? Now it's like we developed a, a podcast where everybody can enjoy it. So I don't have a problem. All I ask you to do is, is keep it respectful. You know, no, no, uh, you know, profanity and make sure that, you know, you're not saying anything that's, that's just mad disrespectful, you know, to anybody. So I ain't got no problem with that. Uh, right, TJ, you want other people from other teams in here. Yeah, like I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people that root for other teams. I got respect for everybody. You know, when when the Saints play their team, I want their team to lose. But, I mean, if you put a lot of heart and, and passion into your team, and you, you know, you're welcome here. TJ, um, I'm still very confident in this Saints team. And that's good, Tyron. You know, it's, it's good that you, uh, you're confident in the Saints team. And you should be. I mean, the season is still young. So there's no, there's no uh, reason why you shouldn't be confident. Did the Ravens lose to the Dolphins? Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, Andy, 
uh will be good for y'all team uh lean on the defense get ak dog on ball uh lee thank you very much for the 499 says i've been waiting on the rams for four years now and i'm still hurt to this day tj a lot of people are still hurt because that was a really good team that <clears throat> that got robbed out of a super bowl appearance i'm with y'all tj uh that's why i don't uh pay trolls uh no mind uh i welcome them in here it gets our ratings up <laughs> big facts damien pretty much you know i don't have a problem with anybody once again i remember when we started this show and we we didn't have this much commentary going on so it, it's a blessing to even be at this particular point and it's also you know like man it, it's it's also a blessing to be at a point where you know people have so many things to say about you you know like i remember at a point like man i was just trying to do something that i love to do now you see people you know add me and saying they disagree with me and questioning my ability and my knowledge as a as a saints podcaster like i love it you know what I'm saying? because <laughs> i mean like the fact that somebody will go out their way to acknowledge that is it's pretty amazing you know i mean i don't i don't take things personally you know what I'm saying to a point where you know i feel i want ill will to happen on anybody you know i got love for everybody uh, TJ, how much do you think Minnesota uh, later rival will have effect on the game, if any? Uh, it could have an effect on it when it comes to the sleep regimen and jet, la- uh, jet lag, but I-, I expect for them to still be professionals. You know, the Saints being ahead of the curve, um, it-, it does benefit the Saints. You know, how much? We'll see Sunday. I am looking for Lamar. Help, I can't find it. <laughs> uh, y'all wasn't saying that last year um let's see i cried laughing when the rams got away with that pi i still remember bounty gate y'all deserve it um here's the real here's the reality when it comes down to it man okay i, I want people to understand this i want people to understand this you talk about the whole bounty gate situation first off um they basically you know concocted that whole investigation uh number two what the Saints did as far as like them having incentives is, is no different than any other locker room. Like, it, I don't know who your favorite team is, but I'm pretty sure, you know, there are incentives that, you know what I'm saying, that they have out there, you know, when it comes to like doing certain things. The only difference is the Saints were the team that, you know, everybody just put, you know, the microscope on. And then also here is another thing. Um, in order for these guys to receive any level of incentive, right? That means that, you know what I'm saying? You got to get hits on Brett Favre. Now, I'm, I, I mean, I watched Super Bowl 44, and I'm pretty sure y'all have. Uh, somebody tell me how many times did the Saints get to Peyton Manning? I, I, I mean, if my memory serves me correctly, I don't think they got to him not one time. So if they had like a bounty pool in place, nobody got paid. So if the offensive line was actually blocking for these defenders and pushing them back, do you think that that would actually happen? Probably not. So I I look at it that way, you know, like the offensive line allowed these guys to basically cash in. And, and once, once again, there are so many teams that practice this same exact thing and they probably stopped when the Saints got caught. You know, it's almost like, you know, the, the team with the hand in the cookie jar, you know, at the end of the day. 
you know it, it's also like what we saw last night with Tua Tonga Valoa how many how many teams uh do the same thing behind the scenes forcing guys to go out there and play or pushing these guys to play when they obviously hurt but the Miami Dolphins are the, the team that got got caught with their hand in the cookie jar so it, it is no difference the only reason why everybody you know pinpointing at the Saints is because the New Orleans Saints were the team that you know people they investigated and honestly it made other teams clean themselves up because now it's like man we don't want to be like the saints so you can talk about they deserved it or whatever like that but there i mean if that's the case they got a lot of teams out here that deserve uh nine you know what i mean it's controversial nine calls you know because they're, they're doing things behind the scenes and even though it's not coming to the light they still doing it I, I, I don't care if they are doing it behind the scenes it's just as wrong as a person that gets caught uh, admitted if Lamar is on the Saints we're the best team in the league period yeah I agree with that that's why I say I, I don't have a problem I don't have a problem with Lamar Jackson at all I don't have a problem with the Ravens at all I don't you know yeah I find myself watching them and, and liking what I see when I'm when I'm watching the Ravens I wish y'all could get uh, someone for Lamar to throw to uh with the weapons y'all uh he doing it without uh, if y'all had Lamar, y'all won't be one and two. I agree with that. I agree with that one. Uh, he wished uh, he had Mike T, Alave, and Jarvis. You're going to do a Coolio tribute. Uh, I've done a, a couple of Coolio tributes, like at the beginning of the show with the countdown. Uh, you know, I, I put uh, Gangsta's Paradise at the beginning of it. But, yeah, I, I did a, a Coolio um, tribute on the, sh- uh, uh, the shows yesterday. Uh, y'all better pay Lamar because Mickey uh, known uh, to making a uh, money flip. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. I fought a wide receiver better than wide receiver one. Uh, think about that. Uh, knowing what we know now, Brett Favre deserves all them sacks. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, let's see. And to be real, I don't think you're thinking emotionally if you feel the Saints are still in a position to be a force. Uh, I really believe from what, uh, see, uh, not how I feel, that they can turn things around. I think they can. Like, it, it's it's not like they're playing bad football because they're terrible. they playing bad football because they're sloppy. So I think that you can clean up sloppy play. I mean, having bad players on a bad team, now that you can't clean that up. Y'all struggling with them, uh, might as well give them up. <laughs> Let's see, our running backs better than any weapon the Ravens have. Fair enough. Y'all giving these trolls too much attention, clearly. Uh, they don't know uh, that guys who never played together have to jail. If you start up a cold engine, expect it to be fine on all cylinders, you nuts. Um. Do you think uh, Olave going to still be super effective with Andy in? Yes, I do. I mean, people are like, Andy Dalton may not have the strongest arm in the world, but he can get the ball down the field. I mean, I feel like at this stage of his career, his arm probably looking like Drew Brees in 2010, 2011, you know what I'm saying, something like that. Y'all know Brees can still get the ball down the field to Devery. Uh, We're going to see what Dalton can do with the weapons. What up, TJ? I guess uh, we get to see what uh, Dalton can do. Yes, that's 
that's pretty yeah that's a fact uh don't think we'll be one and two with a healthy winston either i agree with that to a certain extent you know uh hey tj how did uh, y'all fare with the storm man we're doing fine it, it looks like if i'm looking outside right now i see a little bit of wind blowing no no more rain and i seen like even a little bit uh some sunshine was trying to peek out uh but it, it the sun just went back behind the clouds but just wind right now i ain't really seeing rain or anything like that so oh uh, we're fortunate man i'm actually looking at my phone right now to look at the weather report and, and see where we're at yeah so um it should start raining like around uh 6 p.m eastern standard time and then you got a bunch of wind uh that's 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 blowing so after that man it's going to pass through and then tomorrow is supposed to be sunny so it's supposed to be a, a sunny saturday uh here in, in in myrtle beach south carolina you know the best thing about it is i know people you know it's talking about it's coming through from charleston uh, i stay about an hour and a half from uh charleston where where the storm actually hit landfall and then where the, the storm was actually uh headed um you know <laughs> there's this little little crest a uh, crevice you know and that's where you know where i stay and you know we basically just can't kind of get the like the the last bit of what the storm actually has but if you're like going towards you know georgia like the augusta area you know it's probably probably getting a little bit more of the wind and the rain than we got uh, let's see got nobody to throw the ball to uh i watched some highlights from andy last year earlier and was surprised how far he can still throw the ball when targeting Amari and CD. I mean, yeah, like I said, man, I, I mean, <laughs> he can still throw the ball down the field. Is is You know, he ain't Mahomes or Josh Allen or nothing, but, you know, he can still get the ball down the field if a guy gets open. Praying for you all, TJ. I, I appreciate that, man. Everything going to be fine. Uh, we just going uh, – well, we just got to start uh, playing complimentary football. Uh, I think Dalton going to tear it up. Uh, yeah, I mean – I don't know. You know, I hope that he does, but, you know, we'll see. Sorry for blocking, dude, y'all. We're objective over here. Not interested in trolls taking up valuable chat <laughs> uh, for you who that's. Make a case and support it. Don't troll. <laughs> Let's see. Our defense top five teams struggling to score on us. Yeah, I mean, look, we definitely are top five defense. We just need that, that offense to step up. So Andy is starting. Keep pounding. Yeah, yeah, he is, man. He he is starting, and um, we'll see what happens. I'm not even worried about the uh, deep ball. We got to start moving the chains. Thank you. Like that's like <laughs> we know that we can throw the ball down the field now. I, I mean, some people, you know, that's probably it was that was that was their deal breaker right there, man. We can't throw the ball down the field. We can't throw the ball down the field. I mean. Saints and threw the ball down the field a plenty. Bombs away. You know, but they generate no type of offense. Just want to win Sunday. That's it. Uh TJ, have you ever met uh Vanna White? She's from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, also. No, I never met, I never met Vanna White. But if you go to like North Myrtle Beach and you you enter North Myrtle Beach uh city limits, there's a sign up that says uh home of Vanna White. So and I think she was down here not too long ago because I think her, her mother may have passed away or something. She was down there for a, a funeral. But no, nah, I never met her. I never met Vanna White. Uh, so, Tim, uh, 
what you think our game plan should be uh going into the game um are you talking about you talking to me are you talking to somebody else named tim all right but if if y'all talking to me look it's about running the football uh aaron summers uh who was on the show earlier uh shouts out to aaron she was talking about the minnesota vikings uh struggling to stop the run so i think that you need to start there you know running the football uh number one saints podcast right here well i appreciate that man thank you uh penning back no he's not back yet he's not back yet he's still a few weeks off but the good news is he won't have to miss an entire season saints fans are acting like we are going from peyton manning to curtis painter (laughs) winston and dalton have very (laughs) comparable per game and per season numbers dalton will be fine and probably fits better avery (laughs) thank you man (laughs) curtis painter whoo that was the guy who was a quarterback when the Saints put up uh, 62 points on uh, or the coach. So hopefully he not Curtis Painter. Uh, no, JJ, uh, UTJ, uh, my bad. I normally don't call you Tim. Hey, man, that's my name, you know. <laughs> so, look, I answered to I answered to that. But I, I wasn't sure if you – I didn't know if, uh, you know, Tim uh, from, from Canada was in here. Shouts out to him if he's listening right now, uh, you know. Or some other team, but yeah, you know, I just think that you know, running the football is key, and um, also sustaining drives. Don't know why I'm hoping Dalton don't uh, let me see, don't do too good so Jameis can get uh, his job back and change the narrative. And my TJ boy, the cool man, look, there is the thing, let's not think like that, you know. I look, I want Jameis to change the narrative too, but never forget at the end of the day we're still saints fans and and saying and, and saying stuff and putting that type of energy in the air you know some people would possibly think that you're insinuating uh insinuating that the saints should you know what I'm saying lose just so you can you know what I'm saying so your narrative can be correct we're all saints fans at the end of the day if andy dalton is the quarterback i want to see him win period i don't care who out there look if Taysom hill out there quarterback i want to see him do a good job it's all about the team. So, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to see the Saints lose just so Jameis Winston can go back to his spot and people can be like, man, well, let's go back to Jameis. Look, I want to see this team win, whoever the quarterback may be. Uh, let's see. Met Vanna White. I was on Wheel of Fortune in 2018. She came in and greeted the contestants. Uh, let's see. She was so nice, and Pat Sajak as well. He kept encouraging everyone and wanted them to win. Okay, well, shouts out to uh, Miss Tab on on Wheel of Fortune. You know, shouts out to her, you know, asking to buy a vial and letting us solve the puzzle. I feel you, TJ. How many games Dalton going to win in a row for Winston not to get a job back? Your guess: three, <laughs> three. No. Uh, I hate uh, how when Winston plays, we have to win. Uh, we have to win through him. Yeah, I think you need a balanced attack. TJ, uh, I uh, low key miss uh, the pinning fights. Homie was putting them boys in a blender. That's probably what they needed. You know, I see these boys. They're a little bit soft on the offensive line. It's good to have yourself a little bit of a bully. You know, maybe some of that will rub off on you know guys next to him. Jameis will remain a starter once he is healthy enough. Andy Dalton will do a great job holding it down. 
Well, look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I am telling you. If look, it depends on how long Jameis is out. So if Jameis is out, like let's just say Jameis is out two to three weeks. If Jameis is out two to three weeks and Andy Dalton wins two or three games, it's gonna be hard for the Saints to go back to him. It's gonna be hard. Uh Aaron made a good point about Kamara having uh two memorable moments uh combined in one. Hopefully he has a good game. Well, yeah, I, I hope so. You know, I've been I've been looking for one of them Alvin Kamara games that that kind of you know that's that stand out. It's been a while. It's been a while, man. That dude is that dude is uh talented, man. We just need someone to open the field so we can get back to our screenplay. I don't think Winston needs to come back. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, man. I, I want to see. I want to see where this thing goes. But I'm telling you, they they were not like really sold on him as the starter in the beginning. In the beginning, I think we all can agree to that. I mean, just look at the whole Deshaun Watson situation. They they sign him back. They get Andy Dalton, who they feel like is a you know, a really good backup, borderline starter. So, this I mean, I know he's a starting quarterback, but it, his job was not set in stone, and I feel like it was conditional. So, if Andy goes out there and, and Jameis is out for like two to three weeks getting himself healed up and Andy is winning games, you can't go back to him. You can't go back to him. Because here's the thing, man, like in all seriousness, our offense has been struggling as a unit right there's really no bright spots for the exception of one four quarter against the atlanta falcons so if andy dalton was to go out there and win games and the offense is, is looking efficient and they putting up numbers and you're seeing guys you know looking good on the offensive line and and looking good in the running game what what justification will you have uh, for Jameis Winston to come back based on what you've seen this season seriously based on what you've seen this season what what can you point to to be like well we need Jameis in in, in this thing you can't now if, if Jameis was like lighting it up like I said if he had like 10 touchdowns one pick end up hurting his back let's just say the Saints was just two and one instead of one and two and he goes out then you probably can go back to him. Well, you know what I'm saying? We're going to go back to Jameis now because he was lighting it up. But I'm telling you, he he has like he has not done enough at the quarterback position for his job to feel safe if Andy Dalton was to go out there and his offense looks different and they're efficient. So, you know, it, it's tough. I feel bad for him, but, you know. Let's see. Look at Rush in Dallas. He's doing a good job. Dalton will be a, okay. Well, man, we can't compare the quarterbacks in that. You know what I'm saying? We just got to hope. I mean, that's that's a level of optimism we can look to. But, you know, all quarterbacks aren't created equal. And all of them, you know, stories aren't going to be the same. Now, you can say based on the talent that the Saints have, he should thrive. And the fact that he's been in the league as long as he has, he could, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could, you know, do some things. but we'll see i thought the show was over and notice it's still live <laughs> hey man what time it is it says uh, about 341 central 441 hey man it, well i won't say it's a little bit too early you know but 
maybe smoking something over there <laughs> let me see how how y'all doing and what they call out there well i'm doing good out here and they are not sold on dalton either if they were uh when they missed uh out winston they should have signed dalton over winston well it's not the fact about being sold on anybody neither like <laughs> look you don't have to be sold on anybody but if a person is generating success you ain't got no choice but to roll with them look i want people to understand when i'm saying these things i'm not saying these things from just to say i'm like oh hey you know what i'm saying this is the way that i feel i'm telling y'all like when it comes to the nfl it's it is a result business it, it ain't about well wishing about how much i like this dude I, i'm rooting for this dude so this has to, like it's about results and we have to be honest like based on what his offense was <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out how i'm a word this based on how this offense is Jameis winston hasn't done enough at the quarterback position for his, jo- his job to feel safe he has not solidified this position he only solidified this position and and basically you know words alone but it's not like if andy dalton comes into this game offense looks good he's completing about 65 70 percent of his pass and he wins the football games that james is out that the coaches may not you know i mean may look at it and be like well we're gonna go with andy and if Andy starts screwing up, then you might go back to Jameis. But he hasn't done enough. He has he does not have enough positive equity for them to say, man, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna go back to him. Not this season. Now, some of you probably like, man, he had 14 touchdowns, three. That was last year. I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about right now. I, I'm I'm telling you, man. Like, y'all may not want to hear that, but it is what it is. This dude is not this dude, like <laughs> telling you this is this is all about results if you if, okay I, I even throw this out there if if Jameis winston was making money like Dak prescott then more than likely this would have been his job he's not making that much money it's not like it's to a point where you were just sold on him to begin with at the beginning of the season and we know he, we know they weren't we we all just wanted this dude to succeed so so badly and you know what i'm saying we wanted them to change the narrative and we supported him but this, this was like this wasn't the saints first choice he, he wasn't and the way that he was playing and and the way that he was playing you know as you know the offense wasn't looking like nothing so it's not like if he cut like if andy dalton comes into the game and, and and does some positive things and the offense is running right and you're starting to see like the offense really kind of moving in the right direction and they winning it, it'll be tough for them to go back I'm, I'm just telling you man i'm just telling you now maybe like a sean payton or something like that maybe maybe get a, get away with it but dennis allen a guy that's trying to establish himself as a head coach and, and trying to make this his team it's gonna be a tough decision for him to make especially when like i said this is a results driven business this isn't what you know what i'm saying this ain't you know this this isn't like i'm just trying to be controversial i'm just telling you 
uh pj uh but he just uh can't be uh in man defense going deep pj is really good in zone yeah i mean yeah playing on outside is not pj williams forte tj stop it brother no one else on offense has either but he's playing a quarterback position man he's playing an important position he's playing a position where you have to make the decisions you have to make the audibles you got to make the throws like can like third down conversions are down sustainable drives are down you know what I'm saying like like certain passes like taking what the defense gives you from time to time like all this stuff is being pointed out you know like we can talk about who fall hit fall did fall that fault all that kind of stuff there but I'm telling you if Andy Dalton goes out here and he plays well and the offense looks like different and he's putting up some points and these guys are really just out there making plays and the Saints are winning I'm I'm just I'm just telling you now the the best case scenario is the Saints to win but Andy Dalton like looking like slow in the process that would be the thing that that'll help out that'll be the thing to help out James like if they playing like slow I'm talking Andy Dalton in in the offense just kind of start clicking or whatever like that and they winning late game heroic still then I think they might go back to uh you know they'll go back to James but if he's like lighting it up completion percentage up third down conversions up so tj is uh we uh going two and one in the hypothetical three weeks and james is healthy does that justify bringing him back um does it justify bringing him back hmm yeah like if he okay if he was healthy and it was two and one yeah and it, you know and, and the offense was like you know balling out or making you know what I'm saying making some plays and they weren't as stagnant as they were yeah yeah I think they would bring them back you know but like I said man it's it's I, I don't know I want people to understand this I, I just want people to understand that is he is not playing he's not playing the quarterback position so elite to a point where they don't feel like a change can be made if a guy starts to generate some success and i do not like i said i don't it don't give me like no type of uh pride or anything like that to say this i just know how this thing works like I, i even gave you an example about about tony romo you know what i'm saying like tony romo back got messed up Dak prescott comes in wins games you know what i'm saying lights it up you know what i'm saying lights it up kills the game now some people will say man what about drew Brees and teddy bridgewater i mean that was drew freaking Brees, right <laughs> it, it don't get it don't get better than that you know what i'm saying teddy bridgewater won five games in a row i mean five he went five and no as as a starter but that drew Brees right there you know I just think that it's different. Uh, TJ, is he not playing uh, with significant injuries? So after three games, bench him for a season? No, sir. I didn't say. (laughs) I think you're missing the whole point here. I didn't say bench him for the whole season. I said if there's a chance that if Andy Dalton goes out here and lights it up, and you know what I'm saying they're winning games and the offense is in rhythm, there's a possibility he can lose his job. 
That's what I'm saying. Like we can make it like, man, bro. <laughs> principles are for the elementary, middle, and high school. You know what I'm saying? We talk like we basically making thoughts and views all principle. Like these people don't care. Like I'm keep telling y'all, like we we worrying about what's fair and what's not fair, what they gonna do. Like I'm telling you, man. I am straight up 100% telling you these people want to win. And, and whoever puts them in the best position to win, they're going to go with it. And I'm saying based on the way that they carried themselves in the all season, the way that they went out there to try to go after Deshaun Watson, the way that they signed Jameis Winston after they knew they had no chance at, at getting uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, and then on top of that, cause okay. Let's put it, let's put it like this. I I can even riddle you this. If they was really just that keen on Jameis Winston and they thought that he was going to be the guy, you know what I'm saying, for the team and be the starter and they just trusted him as being able to run this offense, why would they go get Andy Dalton, who has been a steady backup, I mean, a, a steady starter uh, in the NFL, why would they get him? Why they just didn't get Ian Book? You know, like if you feel like you have a guy, you're not gonna like you'll go out there and get a guy that's decent, but you ain't about to get a guy that a lot of people consider being on that quarterback's level. You're not. Like you, you like you're not gonna do that. I mean, just look at okay, just look at the New England Patriots and Jimmy Garoppolo when Tom Brady was there. Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be the successor to Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't like that. He went upstairs and hollered that crap. Like, man, nah, man, this ain't it. I still want to play. I'm still playing at a high level. So what they did, what they traded Jimmy Garoppolo because they wanted them to feel comfortable. Uh, Andrew Luck back in 2012, right? When uh, when Peyton Manning, you know what I'm saying, was on the back end of his career, right? You bring in, you know, you bring in Andrew Luck. What they did, they end up, Letting Peyton Manning go, signing with the the Denver Broncos. No organization, if they have the level of trust and belief in a quarterback to feel like he's the starter, that are going to put a, a backup in place that is on that on that particular level. It's just not gonna happen. They're gonna make that that situation as comfortable as possible for that starting quarterback. They're not going to bring in a guy like Andy Dalton. Like the fact that we're even having this conversation right now tells you everything that you need to know. Like, you know, like some people are talking about good Andy Dalton is. Some people are talking about good Jameis Winston is. Somebody please tell me if Drew Brees was the starting quarterback of the team right now and the same sign Andy Dalton, would any of us care? Would any of us be lobbying for Andy Dalton to be the starting quarterback of the Saints? No. Will we be talking about if Drew Brees is hurt? Okay, Andy Dalton, he out here playing, he balling out. Let's just bench Drew Brees. No, we would not. That I mean, it's obvious. Teddy Bridgewater won all them games, and people are like, okay, man, yeah, good job, Teddy, good job, man. All right, Drew, come on back in. If the Saints was that sure about Jameis Winston, they would not put a quarterback – that has started just as many games as him, more games than he has. And they definitely wouldn't put a quarterback out there that is kind of, when it comes to it, like on his level as far as the play. 
So I'm just telling you what it is. That this team, like that he has not had enough skins on the wall as a New Orleans Saints quarterback in order for them to not be even considering, you know, what Andy Dalton can do. If Andy Dalton can get something out this offense that they haven't seen the last couple of weeks and he started winning. He ain't got enough cash aid. If he had if he had a stat line, once again, 10 touchdowns, maybe even two picks, nine touchdowns, three picks, something like that, and they just line it up with offensive efficiency, then I, I guarantee you, like, this conversation would be like a waste of time. And I would definitely agree with you. But he hasn't done enough when it comes to the offense, and offense hasn't been moving along with him to a point where the Saints aren't looking and evaluating Andy Dalton and seeing what this offense can be when he's under center. Uh, two wide receivers, one fullback, one running, uh, one tight end, uh, running the ball 55 of the times, past 45 of the times. Man, um, how many plays you think they're getting? <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to get those many plays. That's a lot of, That's a lot of football right there. Uh, why would you not get the best backup you possibly can? Injuries happen. Did we not suffer a lot of injuries last year? You're going to get the best backup that you can, but also, bro, like you're not going to get a, a quarterback that is on the level or somebody that the, the starting quarterback can feel as threatening. That just, I mean, it just, it just does not work, man. It does not work. It don't work. Think about it. Think about let's let's go back in the 80s. Let's talk about Steve Young and Joe Montana. When the New when the San Francisco 49ers, when Bill Walsh felt like, you know what I'm saying, Joe Montana was towards the end of his career, he wanted to use Steve Young. There was dissension, dissension inside of the locker room between these because of these two dudes. So what they had to do, they decided to keep Steve Young and allow Joe Montana to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, like, I mean. Nick Foles and, and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, 2017, like he was up, he was up for being league MVP before he tore everything he had in his leg. Then in comes Nick Foles. Nick Foles goes to the postseason, wins the playoffs, goes to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Carson Wentz, you know, rehabbing back, not the same quarterback. Seemed like there was a little stale. In comes Nick Foles. Do you remember? Of course you remember. It happened in 2018. He helped these guys go to the playoffs, and he was a Elshon Jeffries drop away from possibly winning a game against the Saints. What? What? So what happened? You had a shrine in the locker room for Nick Foles, right? That that made Carson Wentz feel some type of way. So what did they do? They decided to send Nick Foles to Jacksonville. The reality is, once again, starting quarterbacks, their teams are not going to allow quarterbacks that are starting to feel like they have to look at, you know what I'm saying, behind them unless a team absolutely wants that quarterback to feel that type of pressure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. I mean, that's, I mean, look throughout time. I never seen, like, I never seen a quarterback that stayed on a team for years. I never seen this. I never seen a quarterback that stays on a team for years or stays on a team with a guy who is behind him that, you know what I'm saying, that, that's pushing the ball, making more plays than, like, I've never seen that unless a team intentionally wants to have that level of competition. So it's two things here. It's rather, 
the Saints, y'all you know say rather the Saints knew Jameis was going to get hurt, you know what I'm saying? Or they probably just like, well, if it don't pan out or he, you know, does the things that we feel like he's done in the past, then we can go and, and get him and, and bring in Andy Dalton and, you know, maybe it can work out with him. I ain't never seen it. I never seen, I never seen a starting quarterback playing a league and have a backup to, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, he he was just constantly feeling pressure on unless the team actually legitimately wanted that to happen. They usually, like, just try to, like, they'll bring in a guy who's decent, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody that can probably, you know, you know, move the offense. or what. It's like, okay, it's like it's like Mac, Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer. So, okay, so Mac Jones is hurt. Brian Hoyer is playing this, this Sunday in, in the next game. Now, seriously. Who's a better quarterback? Who's better? Is Mac Jones better than Brian Hoyer? I look, I think he is. You 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 just don't see that. You just don't see backup quarterbacks playing on a level or the same level as a starting quarterback, unless the team just brings in that backup uh backup quarterback because they feel like something is missing from the starter. Uh, who has more potential as a backup quarterback this year, TJ, Andy, or Teddy? Uh that's a tough question. I like Mike McDaniel's offense, the way that he's he's made, you know, he he has that offensive innovation. Um I just think when Andy Dalton can run the offense of the New Orleans, I think both of these guys can have success. I think both of these guys can have success based on how they're set up. You know, Teddy has those tools to be able to you know, push the ball down the field to uh, Tyreek Hill. Well, you threw a 64-yard pass to him last night. Um, Andy is one of those guys that, you know, he can move around uh, offense. You know, he can audible and put guys in, in, in positions to make plays. You know, he can throw the ball. He can manage the game if if, if need be. So both of those guys are kind of tailor-made to the offenses that they actually have right now. So I think they both can be successful. Uh, that is all TJ is saying, Keen Arthur um let me go back let me see uh let me see that was the only issue i had with james tj just moved the chains bro our receivers have been getting open routinely uh takes a deep shot uh when it's there don't force it take the seven to 20 yarders yeah i mean that that was a big issue i think the impatience sometimes can you know cause you to not make the best decisions and I also think that people are making a big deal about him getting mad on the sidelines. I, I think I I don't I think it was a, a I think it was a completely different thing. I think he was looking at the tablet, and I think like he was he saw maybe that somebody was open, and he was able to like sustain a drive. And I think he got frustrated at himself. I think people like he walking off didn't want to hear from uh, Coach Curry. I don't think that's what it was. I think that because he looked down at the tablet, he was like, oh, man, like, man, this dude was open. I missed it. And he kind of got frustrated at himself. It's like, man, I had it. I think it was more like that. I don't think it was just the fact that he was just frustrated, um, you know, at the plate. Uh, but, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, a few plays here, a, little, a few plays there, you know, he should be fine. I like Winston and want him to succeed. But if uh, we winning, it is going to be a, a tough decision to go back to him. That's all I'm saying, man. Team chemistry means a lot, especially like when you when you're struggling. No, TJ, uh, you get the best player you can. A backup is one play away 
from uh being a starter uh that's true but mm, i'm just saying that, that the history the history just don't back that like name i'm just saying like go back in time name a quarterback that backup was on the cusp or or better than them and that stayed on the team I, I'm I'm just I, I just never seen it. I never seen a quarterback and a backup quarterback that was kind of similar on the same level and it coexists. I just never seen it. It's the, it's two things. It's rather that that backup quarterback came on and it it just started to like you know kind of percolate and it's like oh man we, we got to look out for this guy or it's like the team what not too sure about the quarterback that they actually have right now and. You know, maybe this guy that we we're developing right now, he can come in and make some plays. I ain't never seen two decent NFL starting worthy quarterbacks be on the same team <coughs> and, and not have some level of controversy behind it. I, I just never seen that. That's why uh Winston was uh playing injured in the first place. He knew if he uh sit down, it could be his last time playing quarterback for the Saints. I f- I believe that too. I believe that it's a competition. You know, I mean, the warrior mentality, I believe that kept them out there. Uh, the drive, the determination, I believe kept them out there. But also the thought about possibly not being in that position again, also, um, you know, also like kind of put them in that position. Said no fam, uh, we go uh, agree to disagree. Yeah, that's fine, but I mean, I ain't got no problem with that. But I, like I said, at the end of the day, I never seen a backup quarterback, uh, in a starter quarterback who are on equal playing fields or had a, it was a potential threat ever remain on the team. It's rather the starting quarterback leaves go somewhere else, or the backup quarterback leaves and go somewhere else. Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Can I interest you in that? I mean, uh, you know. Joe Flacco during the time when uh, Lamar Jackson was coming on. I mean, I never seen it. I never seen a quarterback that was a, a real potential threat. They stayed on the team and coexist together. I never seen that. If if you have a starting quarterback, he's up here, and when he and when he goes down, there's a drop off in play, and there's that for a reason. And it doesn't mean that the backup quarterback isn't steady. Doesn't mean that they're not good. Just means that. That quarterback, starting quarterback is better. They know they better. They play the position better. You can tell when they out there. But having two quarterbacks, same team, <laughs> and, and one is a potential threat to the starter, it's only a matter of time. Nick Foe was one of the best, uh, let's see, one of the best uh, pack of the Philadelphia Eagles ever had. He took them to the Super Bowl, and one thing no other backup ever did uh that took their team to the super bowl and win now that that's definitely uh not true that, that is definitely not true um <laughs> jeff hotstetler I, I mentioned him you know he was a backup uh we can't forget kurt warner you know what I'm saying kurt warner was a backup quarterback you know I, I don't know if people remember that you know what i'm saying like who, who else you know what I'm saying was a backup quarterback doug williams was a backup quarterback took the washington at the time redskins to the super bowl so and, and one you know one super bowl mvp so this this has happened before it's, it's not like it's, it's brand new 
we we seen this we seen this move before tom brady yep tom brady drew bledsoe was the starting quarterback you know then he got knocked out in that game versus the jets tom brady took over the spot and the rest was history so yeah i mean you got plenty of stories like that if you're not winning you're losing there is no in between pretty much you know it's rather you win or you lose tj is that the main reason guys put their health on the line to preserve it yes sir yes that's yeah that's the <laughs> yeah that's the reason like man you, you're a veteran guy who playing a position you see this young upstart coming along like yeah they're gonna be playing through the pain man they're gonna be putting extra equipment on they're gonna be trying to do all these things in order for them to try to uh stay out there on the field yeah they yeah they feel the competition they 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 feel that they feel that competition man so who would you rather have tj winston or dalton um i'd rather okay i'd rather have winston you know what i'm saying as a, a healthy winston as the starting quarterback uh but if he's not if he's not healthy you know what i'm saying then you got to go with andy but once again <laughs> the saints cannot unsee what they saw regardless to what the situation was what the injury was they can't see what they what they they can't unsee what they saw so the organization, the fan base. If Andy Dalton is winning, and you sometime you you've been sometime at the beginning of the season when it comes to offense under Jameis Winston, I mean they're gonna take that into account. That's all I'm saying. Like I mean, look as far as like talent, like I said, I still believe in Jameis Winston. I still believe in. I I feel like he's not helping his cause or the Saints' cause by going out there playing hurt. Because you, you're a stationary target. You're not able to do everything in your repertoire. So you're hurting yourself. And at the same time, you're hurting the team as well because you can't do everything that you, you normally can do to win. Like how many, how many drives probably would have been sustained if Jameis Winston probably scrambled out of the pocket? Like how many – like I think about that game versus Tampa last year that he played in before he got hurt. He was playing a lot of man-to-man coverage. He was running, taking off every play, 10, 12 yards a pop. He couldn't do those things. He had to stand stationary in the pocket. So when you're limited and the things that you can do, it is not fair. You know, it is not fair that you're being evaluated like that, but it's also you're hurting the team and you're hurting yourself too because you got a lot of people out there that don't feel that, that you have what it takes anyway to play a quarterback position at a high level. So, and you're also like putting thoughts in the back of other teams' mind that may think about getting you in the future. I don't want that for him. I want him to have a, a fair shot. But you're not going to get a fair shot if you people saying you're resorting back to what you did in Tampa. Fair or unfair? Who uh, that nation? Thank you very much for five dollars. Says who your all time favorite Saints? Mine, uh, Hand, Knight, uh, and Deuce and Williams. Okay um my all-time i go with uh drew Brees, marcus colston um i'm trying to see over the course of time i mean drew Brees, marcus colston sammy knight and willie rofe you know it's probably some of my favorite i mean i got so many i got so many people let's see tj we would love to have you on the show tonight so we can uh, further discuss this topic. Um, 
I, I would love to be on the show, but once again, man, I being out here, we supposed to have like some really bad wind and stuff like that coming through uh throughout the night. And it could have potential uh, you know, power outages and stuff like that, man. So I'm not I'm not too sure if I could, but if I if I get a chance to just uh to come on there or I take a look, you know what I'm saying? I feel, I will uh, you know, try to do my best. But I, I'm not too sure just yet um where where it's gonna be. I know the rain is supposed to uh, stop in, let me see, supposed to stop probably in the next hour, and it's supposed to have some real bad wind. And that, honestly, that causes those power outages. So I, I see. Uh, we have a, a whole lot of people in here who obviously think Jameis is way better than he's ever shown himself to be and believe Dalton is way worse than he's ever shown himself to be. Well, I just think that it's a matter of, I think that, all of this is determined by the well wishes that we have. You know, you got some people out here who want to see Jameis succeed and they want to feel right about their, their take on Jameis. And you got some people out here want to be right about their take on Jameis and they want Andy Dalton to succeed. But once again, I'm, I'm a Saints fan at the end of the day. I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care who the quarterback is, to be quite frankly. You know, as long as they doing what they need to do to win. Like picking and choosing about, man, he can do this, he can do that. He, we need him. We like I don't care, man. Who who going to win the game? That's all I care about. Who is going to win the freaking game? Uh let's see. Stay the same podcast. Do next week uh with the with Dolph 17. Hopefully the rain and wind uh will be gone. Uh yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully it will be. Let me see. Uh, State of Saints and keeping it real. Uh, who that sports podcast link up next week? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm open to doing that, but like I said, I mean, I don't know. I want to be on there, and then all of a sudden the power go out or something. Or, you know, it'll be so. I, I don't want to like do your show a disservice, or you know, what I'm saying a, a be on there and then can't be on there. I don't. I don't want to do that. So it's not that I don't I don't want to. I just, you know, I don't want any interruptions, you know, to happen. The reason why I was able to do this show, honestly, is because, you know, I mean, we had some rain, but it's not as windy, you know. And that wind, you know what I'm saying, like, it's supposed to be, let me see, the wind's supposed to be almost like at like 50, you know what I'm saying, 50-some miles per hour. So that kind of stuff, you know create power outages so, uh no you think Jameis is worse than he is and you could not wait and i am not talking to tj <laughs> well no nah, look i love Jameis winston like i'm serious man i love Jameis winston i love his representation you know what i'm saying like I, I talk to them you know behind the scenes they're all great people his dad you know what i'm saying i've talked to him before he's a great person i have no problem with him at all you know what I'm saying? Like at all. I'm I'm when I get when I get behind his microphone, I'm just telling people like some people may not some people may think that the the views that I have are based on you know uh my level of disdain for one person, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? I I'm telling you, like when I when I'm here, I try to be as objective as possible because I also want man, I'm blessed to be able to like talk to people that actually played the game and they and so from time to time like they'll give me like certain information like man that ain't right 
they did this uh man they did this because of this and i, I try to like you know bring that here to let y'all know like i know sometimes we speculate but i also you know what i'm saying want to take you into the mind of what the, what an athlete may feel about that a person that that has been in them locker room that that's all i'm saying you know what i'm saying it's not so much like i'm just trying to you know like i'll be trying to like hate on somebody like i'm not trying to hate on anybody i want air i want all these guys to succeed and, and be able to create generational wealth for them you know what I'm saying for their family and their kids and their kids kids you know but i mean sometimes you know like the the nfl is not fair and i think sometimes when we look at it we look at it from a fair and unfair uh standpoint like i show up to work all the time every single day on time i ain't never late i ain't never miss a day therefore if they have some some level of promotion i should be first i should have first dibs based on my performance you know <laughs> i mean yeah in a world like that it's supposed to it's supposed to work like that it's supposed to work that way but it don't work like that all the time sometimes you can put forth your best effort and still here comes somebody else because they feel like this person right here may have i don't know an extra degree or the fact that they they took these many hours of doing this particular thing and it, it's going to help them be beneficial to the job. I mean, the NFL is about competition. It's about putting them guys out there no matter what. It's about you, you show me this this week, you ain't show me that that week, but this guy showed me this this week. And, you know, like that, that's just the way that it works. Looking at it from like, you know, what's fair, like, Man, what they what what, what that old saying? They said, uh, "Fair is a place with Ferris wheels and clowns." You know what I'm saying? And like, come on, man. That's like, who cares about what's fair? You know, in in all fairness, based on Jameis Winston giving it his all, yeah, he should be able to go back out there and be the starter. But that's not the way the NFL works. There, it is about results, and if you're not putting up the results, then guess what? you're gonna have to sit down and if the person is like clicking on all cylinders the guy that replaced you then guess what he gonna continue to play no excuses Jameis had great wide receiver talent around him uh take the five to ten yards stop long balling it every dial especially third and one now I agree you gotta take what the defense gives you sometimes but I mean he did some positive things too and I think the one of the biggest uh knocks that you can say on Jameis Winston is maybe he have too much trust in his wide receivers like he can throw that thing up there he know they're gonna come down with it I mean that's a that's that's um that's beneficial for a wide receiver not so much if you're a coach because you're always gonna be like no 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 yes 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 you know like on some uh Mike Holmgren Brett Favre stuff Tony Easton of the uh patch did it too in 85 yeah I mean they didn't win uh because they lost to the Chicago Bears but yeah, yeah, he he was also one of them. Uh, it's about wins and losses. The NFL doesn't hand out Lombardis because they feel sorry for you. That man, that's that statement of the day right there. Did drop my uh, like, love you, TJ. Been a fan for years now. Tay, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for being here, and thank you for your your love and support. Um, also, man, um, hit that like button. Hit that like button uh, if you. Enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. We're trying to grow the channel. We're trying to uh, get to 10,000 subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber, I really need your help to make that happen. And I would really appreciate that. Uh, look, my final thoughts are simple. Uh, Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback going into Sunday. 
Uh, I just want to win. I mean, I don't care, man. Look, let, let's. I, I said this last show, and I'm gonna say it again. All right, N- let's not forget the most important thing out of all this is that we're all freaking Saints fans. We're Saints fans. We love the team. We want to see this team succeed. Let's not let things like who playing a quarterback position divide us as a fan base. And let's continue to support this team. Let's continue to support this team and show love to the team. And yeah, some of you are probably uncharted waters, you know, levels of uncertainty you're probably not used to. Fine. But that's the magic of the NFL. That's the magic of being a fan of the team. It's like a roller coaster ride. It gives you ups and downs. And sometimes it can be a little bit bumpy. But nevertheless, when the ride stops, everybody looks around and say, hell, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy this ride. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy the process. Enjoy, you know, being a Saints fan. Continue to say who that. And let's not, you know, be so angry with one another. You know, like all of us have opinions. Some of us opinions are strong. Some of our opinions are not so strong. But guess what? That's what makes us special as people. That's what makes us special as individuals. Who wants to hang out with a bunch of people that, that act like them, sound like them, have the same take as him? How magical and how special would this world be if everybody thought the same? You know, but we got to get away from that stuff. We got to get away from trying to be like-minded and, and being like, you know what I'm saying, sharing the same brain because that's not how the world works. I embrace anybody that comes on here talking about they don't agree with it. Shouts out to, you know, people that are willing to, you know, stand on what they feel. Because that's what making that's what makes the world better. That's how we grow as people. That's how we develop, right? Because we can learn from one another. And if we can't agree, we can just agree to disagree and keep it moving. But you know, the, the energy that I'm seeing over these last couple of weeks, uh, you know, since the whole Jameis Winston, you know, injury situation and Andy Dalton, like I don't like what I see. I, I, I don't like what I see, and I don't think that's beneficial to any Saints fan. So let's support this team going into this game versus the Minnesota Vikings. Let's show love to one another. Let's respect each other's opinion. And let's just go, go from there. And I guarantee you, you know, we'll get back to saying who that and enjoying moments and having great shows where the Saints uh, are winning games and, and we're uh, on a path to prosperity. So that's my final thought. But this is the State of the Saints podcast, and thank you all so much for being here. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. We're also available on facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, also a part of the PSKN podcast network. And we're also uh, brought to you by manscaped.com. Use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS. You'll save 20% off of your purchase uh lee honcho thank you for the 499 says sunday i will wake up at 8 a.m uh with my oj to, to drink and tylenol extra strength for the stress because oh boy i don't know what to expect well let's just expect the best and just keep it moving from there uh, till next time all i gotta say is who that